Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Wilmer Francesco and I'm joined as always by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how you doing this fine morning? I'm doing awesome. We didn't have a game yesterday, but so we what are we going to talk about today, Will? <laughs> we are going to we're going to give you guys a quick preview of the I guess not quick since it's a 20 minute 30 minute episode, but uh, uh, a preview here of the Illinois game coming up this next week which really actually has big ramifications for Big 10 play in general because if we right now in San of the Big 10 West, Purdue lost to Wisconsin uh, yesterday. And uh, I, there was some stat that they were talking about during some halftime show that Purdue's 0-7 when Taylor Swift drops new albums or something like that. So <laughs> <laughs> she dropped one this weekend and they lost. So uh, we'll see. But um, if, if Illinois loses to Nebraska, uh, that will put Purdue back in first in the Big Ten West. Uh, and Nebraska will be able to – I mean, and then if – I don't know who, who Purdue has left off the top of my head, uh, but – It'll make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, however, if Illinois wins, I'm pretty sure they're going to go to the, the uh, Big Ten Championship game just based off of uh, the, the amount of games left and that they're not playing a lot of great teams still, I don't think. Uh, I could be wrong in that, but um, yeah, the uh, it, it could be interesting, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Well, we have some, we have some upfront news that uh, this is – I just uh, saw this uh, announcement yesterday – that uh, Huskers have been recruiting this kid out of uh, Lincoln East. He's a great player, Malachi Coleman. It looks like his name should be pronounced Mal- Malachi or something like that, but it's, I believe it's Malachi Coleman. Yeah, Malachi and Coleman, yeah. They, I mean, he's been recruited by everybody. This He's a 6'5". He he's, doesn't weigh much. He's probably 205, I think, something like that, but – but uh, six five receiver, uh, you have a list there of some of the schools who are recruiting him. Yeah, they got basically everybody. Some of the top, yeah, some of the top schools. You got like Georgia in there. I'm not going to read all of them, but Georgia, USC, Oregon, Florida State, like Oklahoma. I mean, it. This kid's like sought after for Nebraska to get this kid is uh, is is big because. There, Nebraska struggled to recruit well in state or at least in their general area. Uh, for example, I was watching the TCU Kansas State game last night. Max Duggan, TCU's quarterback, yep. is from Council Bluffs, Iowa, and Nebraska barely talked to him. Um, I think so, they recruit. I think Frost recruited oh, really? him, but yeah. I mean, but he just. Uh, I mean, but like, if you if you have that talent in your back, I mean, I'm I'm glad that they at least tried to recruit him. I, I guess I was under the assumption that they didn't, but um, but still, I mean. Getting getting the best players from your state and your area is, yeah. is one of the big parts in college football about how to be successful. He went uh, uh, Max, and I I was hoping I was praying that that Max Dugan would come to Nebraska, and then I would call him, of course, Husker Max. <laughs> but uh, it's a pun in the making. Yeah, he he played uh, the same school, Lewis Central, over in Casa Bluffs, at uh, Thomas Fedoni, the tight end who is with yep. Nebraska, and it would have been I, I I watched him in high school. I said this kid's a great player, and he is he's exceeded even my expectations. He's a yeah yeah he's a and then, and then what happened? Right what happened to uh, Adrian? Adrian, I have no clue. the The announcers didn't know what happened. He was in there for the first drive, and then they just. 
were like, and then they put in uh, Will Howard or whoever. I think that was their backup, but uh, yeah. I don't know what happened to him. And he like it, during halftime, he still was like really gimpy. I don't know what happened to him. So oh, I imagine was. there's, yeah, like I mean, they like showed uh. him walking into the locker room, and he was like clearly limping. I don't. It didn't. He didn't look like he was in pain every single step, but it was like he was clearly limping. So I don't know what uh. happened, but uh, I mean, Kansas State still almost won that game. I know uh, it. with with their third string quarterback in that one point. Freshman. Yeah. Yep, from from Highlands Rants, Colorado, actually. Really? Um, so, yeah, but anyway, uh, that's really great for Nebraska to get Malachi Coleman. Uh, again, you can still flip, though, because it is just a commitment. Uh, I don't think he will um, because it he cited his relationship with Mickey Joseph as a reason for coming to Nebraska, and I don't think Mickey's going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, even if, if he's – he might not be the interim coach next year, uh, but he'll still definitely stay on that staff as wide receivers coach. Um, or, I would hope so. I mean, yeah, I would. I would hope so as well. I don't think he wants to leave because he just got there. Um, and then, and then, and then you you stop to think about this. Mickey was instrumental in getting other players. One of them, number three, Trey Palmer. Yep. Can you imagine where this program? I mean, we've won <laughs> only three games, but my goodness. Yeah. And yeah, then I, I don't know. I don't know how. I know. Uh, um, Mark Whipple was uh, recruited, uh, or he recruited Chubba Purdy, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if Casey was was that. Uh, and I have to look that up. I don't know if that was Mickey's doing or what. But you can see the the difference that a, another coaching staff or a half a coaching staff can make. And and of course these were these were uh, transfer portal players. But holy cow! Yeah. I'd hate like heck to see where we would be without Casey or Trey or any some of these other guys. Not all of them have panned out. Yeah, yeah. I saw that uh, Whipple was talking about how like he was it was in a press conference or something. I forget exactly where I saw this, but he was talking about how like this should prove like if like if you're looking at O'Shawn Mathis and Devin Drew and Trey Palmer and uh, Garcia Castaneda, who we really haven't seen that much. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but um, uh, and those guys, you see the success they're having in Nebraska. Um, and he's saying like, this should like convince other high level talent that you should come to Nebraska because you see what like there's, it's not just like, Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. If I go, you've seen what's going to happen. You get to start, you get to make impact plays. Trey Palmer's now the wide receiver one by a long shot for Nebraska. And you get, you get to be that, that guy on that team. If you're not, if you want to be the guy uh, and you still want to play like in a tough division uh, of a, of a tough conference and play big games and make big plays to come to Nebraska. I mean, that was, that was basically the essence of what Whipple was saying. That's not an exact quote, obviously, but I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of I, like coming into the season, we had the 15 transfers and I was like, okay, this could go one of two ways. It could either be these guys. It's going to be, Oh, you got 15 transfers. All these guys are from D1 colleges. They all started and they have all these starts and then you do nothing with it and Nebraska sucks or those guys start shining and then it's like, okay, now we're going to convince more people to come to Nebraska. And I think it's turning into the second one. Obviously, season's not over yet. It can still be the other one. Uh, But I think that this is going – this season is kind of going to be a nice proving ground for the transfer portal, I guess. Uh, I'm still not a huge fan of it. Uh, I, I get the essence of it. Uh, and and the idea behind it, I think there needed to be a little bit more restriction on it, but it's too late for that now. It's kind of already been the wild west of uh, college football 
uh, combined with NIL. But I think that next year you'll see more guys going to schools where other transfers have had success uh, because you're not going to want to transfer if it didn't work out for other people. So we'll see. You know, and then you look in this whole transfer portal, and they, they have changed the rules that they, they, uh, you can do it for 45 days starting in December yeah. 5th. That's yeah. for a football, you know, a fall sport. Yeah. And then they op- open it up again in, um, in May. I think it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we talked about this a few weeks back. Yeah. So um, then you look at Iowa and what's Nebraska is going to play uh, the day after Thanksgiving. And I don't think they got any players on Mm-mm. the transfer portal and they lost two wide receivers and you figure, wow, their offense is just terrible. They have a great defense, not a great, they have a really good defense. They do have really good defense and special teams, but in the big 10, you got, <laughs> yeah, ooh. their offense is atrocious. I was watching that uh, Ohio state, Iowa game yeah. yesterday and uh, they, their only touchdown was a defensive score. And it was in like the first quarter and they got shut out the rest of the game. And Ohio State's defense honestly isn't that great this year. Uh, it Their offense, Ohio State's offense is really what's been carrying them. And their defense, Ohio State's defense is good, obviously, because they're a good, uh, na- they're, they're one of the, I mean, they're ranked number two nationally right now. So you're not going to have a trash defense and be number two. Um, but still, like Nebraska going to Iowa, I'm kind of seeing that game more and more towards Nebraska now just because our offense is so efficient. And Iowa's defense, I mean, Iowa's defense is good, but our defense won't have to work as hard against that Iowa offense because they'll run the ball. But if they're not running the ball effectively, they can't do anything. And if we make some stops, our offense can score enough on them that they can't put up points because I don't know. I feel like it's like that going into every Iowa game, but this year I feel like it's different because, as you said, they lost the two wide receivers, so they don't have that other option. It's just like they have their run game and they really don't have, I mean, usually it's like they have one running back that's been insane for them right. all year. And they don't have that really this year. They have one running back. I don't know who it is, which is part of the reason why I'm saying he's not been insane because I would have heard about him or at least remember his name. If he's been putting up big numbers again and again and watching the game yesterday, I would have remembered that name uh, or something like that. If he was actually playing well and Ohio state's run defense, isn't that great. So uh, we'll see. Uh, one other thing we had in the upfront news is uh, the Husker volleyball against uh, played two. Uh, I, I believe they had two games this week. Yeah. Uh, they they swept both of them, both top twenty five nationally. I believe uh, Penn State and Purdue. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Um, no, no, not last night it was Illinois, and then Wednesday. Oh, right. It was Purdue. Right. So Purdue and Illinois both yeah. nationally ranked. Uh, swept both of them, and uh, I mean. 18 swept and 18. The last, last six opponents, they've swept them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this team is good. This team is really good. I remember and, uh, uh, being at a, uh, it was uh, it was a pep rally before the 19, or 19, 2019 spring game, uh, you know, Husker football spring game. And it was in the old uh, field house. And, uh, and John Cook got up and spoke and, I got to visit with him afterward, but he was saying, and, and this is a program that has won five national championships. You know, I mean, they're, they're competing every year. He said to the, to the crowd there, he said, we're going to take this Husker volleyball program to heights. It's never been to before. 
And I turned to Doug, my buddy, and I said, how is that? That's like Tom Osborne saying, and, you know, after the 95, say, we're going to take this program to a new level. It's yeah. like, well, how, do, how is that? Well, now you see, you see these players that they have there. They are tall. They are agile. They are competitors. They, they bring it every time they want to get better every game. And it's, and they've switched a new offense. It's like, it's like, uh, Nebraska, if they were to go back to the, uh, you know, triple option, it's like, yeah, it's a growing pains in that, but they have the, they have the players to run a six, two offense. And it is, it's a thing of beauty. They are, yeah. they are um, 10 and 0 in the conference. They of course lead the conference 18 and one overall. Their only loss is against Stanford. And yeah. Stanford who's, is, who's ranked inside the top five, I believe. Right. I checked that last week, but. And that's for a 90, uh, 0.947. I mean, that's <laughs> hot. You know, I I don't know. It's, it's jaw dropping, and people. I think people understand that in Nebraska. I'm not so sure they. And people don't understand how few people there are in the state. There's less than two million people in the whole state of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a recruiting. And then they're getting players. They have three players from Waverly High School, which is right next to Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's insane. Uh, then they get, uh, well, we get uh, Caitlin Horde uh, from Penn State, and she's yep. a difference. Yeah, she's been amazing this year. And then next, uh, last night, uh, Nicklin Hames uh, set the, uh, the all-time career assist record uh, in that win over Illinois. And that she, now she's a, basically a six-year senior, so yeah, she's been yeah. there a long time. But still, she's a great player. Yeah, yeah and I mean, this team – like as as I said, I think as soon as this team gets into the um into that national championship bracket, basically, I mean it's single it's a single elimination tournament is basically how that works. Um and and then as you said, the uh the final four, uh, I don't know if that's what they call it in uh in volleyball, but uh, yeah, whatever sure. that la- is that last four, whatever they have a certain name for it because what marketing. Oh, it's really, it's called the final four for them too. Okay. (laughs) Come on now. All right. And so, and that's going to be in uh, Omaha at the Chai health center. So um, that, that'll be nice for them. But I I think if they can just get there, they're going to win the national championship. I I don't think think that there's, there's no doubt in my mind that they're the best team in uh, division one women's volleyball right now. Um, That who knows injuries happen during the season, but I I hope, I hope for the sake of this team that it doesn't because they were so close last year, uh, taking Wisconsin to five sets in the, in in the the national championship. And I think that they, they're hungry this year because uh, they, they missed it by so close. Like they tasted it and then it was gone. Um, So, uh, all right, let's get into the uh, preview of the, unless you have anything else to say about the Husker volleyball. All right, let's get into the preview of the Illinois game here. Uh, so I went over the standings uh, of the Big Ten West uh, real quickly. At the top of the show, I'll go over it again real quick just so we have it fresh in our minds. Uh, Illinois, top of the Big Ten West, 3-1 and one in conference, 6-1 and one overall. Purdue, second. Uh, I guess they're both tied for first, uh, Illinois and Purdue, both 3-1 and one in conference. Purdue's 5-2 and two overall, uh, just coming off a loss to Wisconsin, as I said. Uh, Nebraska's third uh, with 2-2. Two, two and two. Uh they're three and four overall. And uh, then we got four way tie for fourth place with Northwestern, Minnesota, and Iowa both at one and two in conference. And then Wisconsin's dead last at one and three. Uh, and that's mainly because they've played more conference games. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Northwestern 
will lose. I, I think that Wisconsin will climb those rankings just a little bit because Northwestern's not that great and and has uh has been losing a little bit, but uh we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh what are your initial thoughts on this game, Grandpa? <laughs> it doesn't sound too good for the uh the scarlet and cream. Um yeah. the only I, I was doing research this morning because we're doing this thing on Sunday morning. 8.30 your time, 9.30 my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I looked at uh, trying to find some hope for the Huskers. And the only thing I can see, and I haven't been through every stat, but one position or one uh, category, which is a significant category, in special teams, Nebraska ranks number 56. Illinois comes in at 84. Now, I, I like that, but... Yeah. Then you start looking at the Illinois is the top ranked defense in the country. Yep. That is a little scary. They are yeah, average, just a little bit. You're allowing 221 yards of total offense a game. Yeah. Now, I, I, do I think Nebraska can score or get more uh, yards than that? I think so. But that's a little scary. That's a list. yeah, yeah. When you're ranked ahead of Georgia in national in, in total defense, <laughs> that, that scares me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. They're they're ahead of they're ahead of as you said, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, um, Iowa, Syracuse. Syracuse has a good team this year. That's yep. and then where does Nebraska come in on this chart? There, well, all the way down at. 123. There you go. Uh, just ahead 123 of from, uh, or take, take one from 123. Where do you, we're 122 spots worse than the <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're, we're just ahead of Colorado, and Colorado's one in six or something right now. So that's, that's, uh, great. You know so, what? Uh, I, and the, you know, looking at the stats, you know who's ranked behind Nebraska in total defense? Who? Two, actually three spots, Georgia Southern, who beat Nebraska. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, that's insane. I mean, that's yeah, insane. I mean, we did score, we did score 42 points. So, um, well, but I mean, obviously didn't win. So that, that's yeah. why the fired frost. Uh, I, don't know, I just anyway. thought, you know, it's a team that beat us and we're better than they are. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, oh, also James Madison is ranked with the 11th. Best total defense. They play really crazy. Oh, sure. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was like, what on earth? Uh, Anyway. uh, But yeah, no, that is very scary to see. Uh, You have Illinois coming into the game. uh, Number one total defense. They allow 8.9 points per game. 8.9. That's insane. I mean, to be fair, we scored 37 on Purdue. And yeah. they allowed 23. So maybe we can score 17 points on this defense based yeah. off last week. Yeah. Um, I hope it's more. We're going to need more to beat this team. They're averaging 26 points per game. Uh, their offense isn't uh, super. It's not, it's not an, it's not a Nebraska offense with quick strike plays uh, and lots of uh, big chunk plays, but they will take forever on their drives. Cause they just run the ball with chase Brown uh, who is, he's their guy. Uh, there's I was reading an article on ESPN a few days ago about they they have like these midseason awards or whatever. Some guy on ESPN wrote an article just doing that. Um, and uh, he has Chase Brown as the 
number one running back. Uh, and then looking at the, the Heisman Twitter posts every week, like they're after, after every Saturday, they're Heisman contenders. And uh, Chase Brown was up there uh, in the top seven or so. Uh, he's just carried this Illinois team. I remember watching him last year uh, and he's just a, a huge threat and Nebraska can't stop the run for all that's holy. So we'll see how this goes. It's really, really scaring me right now. Um, if, if I had to, I mean, I don't know. I I'm, I'm going to, I'm 86% sure Nebraska is losing this game. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'd like to be optimistic about it, but just looking at it, I don't think Nebraska is going to be able to pull this one out. Um, yeah. I don't know what you think grandpa. Well, you look at, yeah, I mean, statistics don't necessarily tell the whole truth, but they do tell a lot. Uh Illinois is scoring at a at a pace of 26 points a game. And then, as you said, they're allowing less than nine points a game. That's insane. In, in this year, spread offense, you know, spread offenses, this, that's crazy. Nebraska, on the other hand, is scoring just under 30 points a game, but they're giving up a little over 31 points a game. Now, one of those was a 49 to 14 blowout by Oklahoma. But yeah. still, you know, I, I don't know. I would feel a lot more. Yeah. We're just thin. Our offensive line, defensive line, and, and linebackers. I, I think Nick Henrich is out for the season. I hope we can get Luke back, but yep. those, those, uh, those stats are kind of daunting to think that. Now, we are playing them in Lincoln. I think it's going to be a, an incredible uh, crowd. Uh, you're going to hear the best of the Husker fans. Uh, and I don't know if I'm trying to think of it. You've been to several Husker games. Uh, yeah. And uh, there, there's a difference between when you play, um, you know, an, a, a, an also ran team versus you bring in an Oklahoma or you bring in this time it's going to be, you know, top rated uh, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, there is a, you can feel the electricity. It is. And that's, that's really the difference. I think of, you know, we all have, high def TV sets and you can stay at home and watch it. And it's a lot easier uh, and a lot less expensive. Um, but being there on, on big game day is yep. just, it, it's electric. something there um, that, that is, it, it is something to behold, not to just a witness, but to behold. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. And I think Nebraska can just like feed off the energy of the crowd. Right. Uh, and just like use use that uh, because those I mean, there's going to be it's going to be a sellout. I don't think there's a question about that. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> if you can just feed off that and and somehow use that and just because it just like momentum is, is such a huge part of winning football games, but it's so hard to hold on to. So if Nebraska can have beginning of the game, if we get like a, if our first drive that we have goes for a touchdown. And then either we stop Illinois, like if we get the ball first, we score a touchdown, then we stop Illinois. That's going to be huge momentum. We have to keep that for the entire game. And it starts from the first drive. I mean, though Mickey Joseph will definitely tell these guys, the guys this, but it starts from the, it starts from the kickoff where you have to set the tone there, uh, set the momentum, get the momentum on your side as early as possible because you need every single advantage you can to beat this Illinois team and try to get them to beat themselves and you don't make mistakes, which Nebraska has done a lot better with this year uh, than they have last year and in, in under Frost. 
in general of not making stupid mistakes and shooting themselves in the foot and losing games because of that. They're in games until the end. And uh, I just, uh, over the past, I didn't count the Oklahoma game because I was kind of low, but Mickey's three conference games, uh, he's allowed 25.7 points per game. So that's, I mean, that's a lot better than 31 for the past, for the, I mean, adding in Frost and um, adding in the Oklahoma game. Uh, I, I get that if you had the Oklahoma game, it's probably going to make it a lot higher. But anyway, uh, the defense has definitely improved a little bit. It stinks that uh, Heinrich's going to be out. Um, or Do you say Reimer or Heinrich's going to be out for the season? Uh, Heinrich is. Yeah. Heinrich is going to be out for the season. Yeah. Um, so really just a bummer that he's he's going to be gone. Um, but hopefully, as you said, we can get Luke Reimer back uh, soon and maybe he'll play for this game. We'll see. Um, but defense is going to have to step up against the run and we're going to have to pack the box because we know what they're going to do is just run because they don't have great wide receivers. And I trust our corner. I trust Quentin Newsom. Uh, I trust Tommy Hill. I trust Malcolm Hartsog on those, on those corners uh, to lock those guys down because they're not great receivers. Um, so defending them man to man is something that I think I'd be fine with as a, as a coach uh, if, if I was, game planning for this i would decide to stack the box and then trust my corners instead of uh trying to worry about the downfield threat if they're gonna do a bootleg or something like that which my guess is that's most of illinois offense is going to be all their passing is going to be set up by the run is what they like to do because chase brown is such a menace but i don't even know if they're going to have to pass it depends on how nebraska's run defense looks yeah uh in that in that first quarter first few possessions for them I don't think they're really going to have to pass that much because based off the other games, uh, especially against Purdue with, um, uh, I forget who the, oh, Hockabee uh, for, for Purdue just ran all over Nebraska. Right. So, and he's not even one of the top running backs in the big 10. So yeah, and Chase Brown is scary. in that conversation. So, yeah. What, sorry. What'd you say? No, I, I, I said that's just scary. I, yeah. The thing that the Nebraska has going for it, I think, is the MJ factor, Mickey Joseph. I yep. think he gets the most out of the talent he has, and then we're lacking in some of those areas. Uh, I think I think the players are playing for him. I think they're playing their guts out for him. And he's, and I said this earlier, I said, you know, Mickey has been given the task of trying to rebuild an engine while the motor's still running. Yeah. Think about it, because he's, he can't stop the season and say, well, let's have spring practice and let's have fall camp. No, you got to go right now. And uh, it's, I think he's done an incredible job. And I agree with you. I think Mickey uh, probably, I I don't know. I, I would love to see him in that head coaching role. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, and I, I, that's, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But yeah. uh, we've seen his effect already in, in recruiting. You talk about Malachi Coleman. I mean, he's there because of Mickey. Uh, Trey yep. Palmer's there because of Mickey. Um, and you know, and Mickey is. Look at all the the uh, homegrown players who are still. They haven't. They haven't decommitted. Of course, they don't know where where Mickey's going to be. But he yeah. has that kind of effect on recruiting. If, if anybody comes in there and doesn't keep Mickey, I think they're making a huge mistake. And, and yes, maybe I agree. I, I remember when uh, when Bo Pelini came in uh, to take over as the head coach, uh, Tom Osborne 
I don't know, asked, encouraged, told him, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Sean Watson is the offensive coordinator. And, and Bo did that, which was a good idea, I guess. And then Bo switched to a read option offense and Sean Watson wanted to run the West coast. And so he left and, but I don't know if, uh, if, uh, you know, you look at the next coach coming in, he's going to want to have all his own guys in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, just hope he keeps Mickey on in oh, some, yeah. some sort because it's like, and I think that you would be stupid not to see the effect he has on, on the recruiting. Uh, like, as you said, Trey Palmer and, and Malachi Coleman, both coming there because of Mickey. Uh, and I imagine a lot of those other guys that came there or decided to stay, I don't know about Omar Manning or what, what his thought process was when, uh, going into the season about transferring or whatever, just based off what he thought Nebraska was going to do. Uh, but I mean, you have Mickey coming in there and it just whoever comes in, I just keep Mickey on the staff right. because as long as Mickey's there, you still get that recruiting advantage with him. Um, but if he's, I mean, if he's not there, then there's, I mean, you're just giving away arguably the best wide receiver Nebraska's had in a few years with Trey Palmer. I mean, he's not going to leave. I don't think, um, but like you're just giving up that potential of that kind of kid coming to your school and playing for you. See, I, so. I think that Trey, I think this is his last year. I think his his he's going to go over a thousand yards, assuming he stays healthy. Yeah. He'll probably break the, uh, the single season receiving record. Uh, he's already done that for a single game. Yeah. Uh, and um, he, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I, I selfishly would love to see Trey stay on and use yeah, up same. his eligibility, but I, I think he's, I think he's going to go another a good buddy of mine, longtime buddy of mine offered this. Uh, Cause I told him we were talking about who might succeed, uh, you know, as the next head coach. And I was giving him some scenarios there and he paused and he said, you know, what if, what if Mickey told uh, uh, Trev Alberts when he took over the as interim coach says, "Look, coach, I'm not ready to be a Division One or a Power Five head coach. I'll stay on. I'll do the best I can, but I, I want to stay on as as a uh, you know in, as a wide receiver coach, recruiting person. Maybe that's the arrangement that's always that that's already been made, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it certainly, at this stage, it's possible because I can't think of any more awkward situation than let's say Mickey's goal is to win X number of games. And you come down to the Iowa game and, you know, you have to depend on a win over Iowa to get that next, you know, to get the offer. Well, yep. what do you do if that doesn't happen? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. You got to start your, your head coaching uh, search at, you know, on November 26th. No, you got to, yeah, no, that's, not so that's why I kind of think, that that makes some sense. I have to think some more on it, but I think that has some validity. What are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I think that would make sense. I mean, obviously, we don't know, uh, and I think that Mickey's the kind of guy that that would make sense with with Mickey. I think just just knowing him brief. I, I guess I met him briefly, but just knowing kind of what kind of guy he is, he wants the best for the team, not necessarily the best for himself, which I love. Uh, right. So. If he if he's like okay I'm all like you're asking me to do this I'll do this and I'll do it to the best of my ability right. I just don't know what that is yet and I don't think that like this is like something that I could sustain um but who knows maybe he actually like maybe it's actually been like okay here I mean I don't as you said I think that 
if it's like, here's a number of set wins you have to get to be our next head coach or whatever. Like, I think that's kind of a foolish way to uh, try and figure out if he's going to be the next head coach or not. You just have to look at the games and then see where, see where it's going, see the results and that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, I, I think that that, what, what you were talking about, I think that has some validity to it. I, I would think that, that that makes sense with Mickey. Whereas if it was someone else, I might not buy into that as much. Uh, we just found out a couple of days ago that, uh, that, that Scott Frost deal with Trev Alberts to, to keep Frost's job was that he had to make it to a bowl game. That was the minimum. Yeah. So you almost say, well, if you, uh, if you saddle Mickey with, you know, a minimum of seven total wins, it's like, well, wait a minute. You didn't have that standard for Scott Frost. You had a bowl game. So I don't know. This thing will all figure itself out in about a month coming up. Yep. To it. But yep. I just, I, the more I thought about this, uh, may, maybe Mickey has said that he doesn't want to be the head coach. He's not ready for it yet. I could see that because Mickey is not a glad hander. He's not somebody who's going to tell you, what you want to hear, he's going to tell you what he thinks and what he believes. Yep. It's so refreshing. There is no agenda yep. with Mickey, none. If he, some coaches walk into an audience and, and they just, they have this like, Hey, I'm a big shot here. Yep. And, uh, and Mickey, he came to our golf scramble and uh, he blends in right away. He's, he, there's, he is not a phony, I believe, not a phony bone in his body. He's just is very, and to tell a kid, you're not the greatest receiver, but if you come here, I think we can, if you work hard, you know, we can take, we can make you into that. Most kids want to hear you're a great player. You're going to start and we're going to win national championships. Or you know, he just is not that even if it costs him personally, he will not sacrifice his own character. And that's why I think one day he will be, my head coach and and yep maybe maybe it's maybe he's our guy maybe he's the, the maybe next. maybe yeah. i think as of as of right now just looking at this team if i had to pick anyone out of the names that have been circulating i would just default to mickey joseph i don't i mean i don't really care if nebraska i mean i would kind of care if nebraska looks terrible and loses the rest of their games down the stretch uh i might change my opinion then but if we're in every game winning a few of them, maybe we don't get to a bowl game this year, but say we're like five or six, five and seven or something like that, where I can see two wins in the schedule still, even with Michigan Ooh. and Wisconsin coming. I think that we can beat Iowa, and I think that we can beat uh, either Minnesota or Wisconsin. Yeah. I, um, we'll see with, Wisconsin, with Minnesota, with Mo Ibrahim running the ball, because we're kind of struggled to stop that. But we'll see how prepared we are for uh, Minnesota – coming up next week against Illinois with uh, Chase Brown. So uh, we'll see. But I, I think that I, I like Mickey staying on if he gets to five wins, which I mean, I'm not saying that I need to like, I don't want to set that benchmark, right? but if it's like four and eight, but we're in every single game and it's really close, then I, I think that's different than four and eight and getting blown out the rest of these. And uh, this Michigan team is good this year. So that will be yeah. kind of his test, I guess, uh, of, actually how how well can he hang with the big boys in the Big Ten? Because Illinois is not I mean, as soon as Chase Brown's gone, I don't think they really have a replacement for him as far as as far as I've seen. So it's just like Illinois is good this year and and was decent last year, not really. Um all they do is run the ball really effectively. So they're just better than predicted this year, I guess. So then 
it's it's but Michigan's going to be good for for a, a long time to come. So we'll see. And they were good last year too. Uh, and they're I think they're actually better this year than they were last year, uh, which is kind of funny because they're actually ranked in the same spot that they were last year. But uh, I don't I think they're going to make the playoff. But we'll see. Uh, they they play Ohio State last week of the season, so we'll see then. But uh, anything else you have to say about uh, this Illinois game coming up here? Uh, no, just getting back to Mickey Joseph, and I think I think we have an athletic director who's kind of the same way Mickey is. I, I know he has to do some politically correct things because of his position. I get that, but I I have very high confidence that Trev Alberts is not not necessarily go for the the gold and the glitter. He's going to go for the meat and potatoes. He's going to he's going to get somebody in there who knows what he's doing and Trevor is going to know uh, and probably has a, a very big idea. That's why you almost have to give some, some encouragement to Mickey because they're there. I mean, Mickey is not very polished. I get that. And Trev is Travis used to make a living on, you know, ESPN sports, you know, he was, you know, he's, yep. big, he's very loquacious. Uh, and Mickey is not, but they're very they're alike in, in a lot of things that they're they're just they don't want BS they don't want to be lied to they don't want to be fed any nonsense. Uh, so whatever whoever gets that I, I I have I have complete confidence that Trevor Alberts is going to get pick the next head coach who's going to be the best available it may not be the best in the world but the best uh, I think new head coach that is available at the time we need one. Yep. And the best fit for Nebraska too, I think. And uh, hopefully that's Mickey, but we'll see uh, coming up against Illinois this week. Uh, anything else you have to add, Grandpa, before nope. we wrap it up? Nope. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening again. Uh, thank you so much for downloading and uh, and listening every single week. It means a lot. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at podcast at protonmail.com, or you can send in your emails to huskerdan at cox.net. Uh, which are it, that's going to go to grandpa's inbox and we'll definitely he'll he'll answer some of those on his articles that he writes on Husker Max uh, and then we can answer some of them on the show as well if we got them uh, that is all I have tell your friends my, yeah tell, tell your friends show, right I almost forgot <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends tell your enemies tell Illinois fans uh, because they'll probably be pretty positive about this because I feel like they they'll be like yeah we can run the ball against Nebraska uh, <laughs> hopefully that's not the case uh, and we'll see coming up next week Talk to you guys next week, hopefully, uh, with a win over a top 25 ranked team in the mirror. Go Big Red.